Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are retreating from records, and this update is brought to you by Celebrity Motor Car Company. The luxury of BMW, the performance of Maserati, the innovation of Lexus. Walk the red carpet and get the status you deserve at the Celebrity Motor Car Company. Visit Celebrity motorcar.com. Stocks are lower with the S&P 500 index falling 10 points to 2164, a drop there of five tenths of 1%. NASDAQ is down eight points, a drop of two tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 109 points, a drop of six tenths of 1%. The 10-year down 132nd, the yield there 1.56%. Gold down 540 the ounce to 1318, a drop of four tenths of 1%. And crude oil falling $1.09 a barrel, 43.10 right now on West Texas Intermediate Crude. That is a drop of 2.5%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Turning now to the Democratic National Convention. It is getting underway officially today. Hillary Clinton's campaign wants to portray a unified Democratic Party in contrast to some of the discourse we saw last week in Cleveland at the Republicans' convention. But this is getting tougher and tougher as calls grow louder for chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz to step down immediately rather than give a couple of big speeches and wait till the end of the week to leave her post. Well, let's put all of this in front of someone who is following it very, very closely, our Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, Megan Murphy. Well, Megan, welcome back to the show. Boy, oh boy, in case anybody thought the, the DNC would have a, a boring convention, they were all wrong. No, and actually in just the last half hour, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, it has been confirmed, will not be speaking at the convention and will not even gavel into the convention. She is, this is now, which has become sort of the overriding distraction from this message of unity the Democrats would like to project. We've had very extraordinary scenes this morning, first with Ms. Washington Schultz speaking in front of her constituents and actually, you know, booing, chanting, and then we had Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton's Rival also getting booed when he suggested his supporters should now turn their attention to voting for Hillary Clinton and defeating Donald Trump. Yes, if we thought Cleveland was a hot mess, Philadelphia is competing right there up with it now. Megan, I wonder if you could describe what happened at this delegate breakfast in Philadelphia with the Florida Democratic delegation and uh, the congresswoman from Florida, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So what happened was she had taken to the floor to address her delegates, and it broke out into a series of both pro-Wasserman um, Schultz chanting and, and against her and people saying she had to go. And, and that's what we saw, you know, it really visible. But the Bernie Sanders address as well to his own supporters was equally stunning in that there's clearly many of his delegates who were just unwilling to transfer their intense, you know, following behind him to Hillary Clinton. Now, to be fair, that doesn't necessarily represent the majority of the Democratic Party or even, you know, a, a large minority of the Democratic Party. It's a, it's a base. It's the Bernie supporters. It's his hardcore followers. But it still just shows we still have a very fractured party heading into tonight, which is supposed to be all about, you know, drawing a sharp contrast with the Republican message of gloom and doom. They really want to put a positive spin on this, a message of optimism, and they're having trouble getting out of the gate. Well, of course, what really seemed to seal uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz's 
fate was uh, the release of nearly 20,000 DNC emails by WikiLeaks on Friday. It showed pretty blatantly that party leadership was leaning in support of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign during the Democratic primary. Now, uh, Bernie Sanders had complained about this for a long time. A lot of people brushed it off. Is there anything new you can tell us about the source of that leak, about what people in the party are saying about we? this is politics? You know, what enemy of, of Debbie Wasserman Schultz could have been involved? I mean, look, this is the subject that's dominating the convention. But in terms of the actual source of that league, obviously, there's a tremendous amount of speculation about Russian hackers, people affiliated with Don, people supporting Donald Trump sort of in, in the cyber world that this is intentionally hacked and then released at a moment that would inflict maximum possible damage. That is the speculation the FBI announced today. They would investigate the hack. It's, the White House is also looking into it. And and look, I think, but I think it's a core feeling is people shouldn't write stupid things in emails. I'm sure if you went back through the RNC or any of the candidates, I mean, Hillary Clinton herself has had her own trouble with her own emails. And what was revealed in those emails, as you said, was just very overt bias toward the Sanders campaign. It's something they had long suspected. It's something they had long complained about, agitated against. And there it was in, in black and white or in, you know, text on the screen um, for everyone to see. And, you know, his supporters feel gypped and they feel like it was rigged. And, and there's no question that they have grounds to believe that, given what we saw in some of those emails. Tell us what we can expect from today's opening of the Democratic National Convention. So tonight we have a pretty marquee lineup, as with every night we're going to have this week. We have Michelle Obama. We have Elizabeth Warren speaking. Both of those speeches will be really closely watched to see, you know, what they say, and particularly Michelle Obama in terms of what she brings to the floor and sort of how they're really going to look to her to energize it and, 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 and sort of bring back the nostalgia of the best of the Obama years. And then, of course, we also have Bernie Sanders himself, and I think there are still people who are – somewhat a little bit nervous about what he is actually going to say. Now, in his endorsement of Hillary Clinton, he was very eloquent. He was very firm with his support. He was, you know, very gracious in that actual endorsement. But it took him a long time to get there. He's got a lot of supporters who are going to be in that hall tonight. And whether or not he's going to be as full-throated in his support is what everyone's going to be watching. Well, of course, one of the uh, pieces of tape, a piece of video we've been running on Bloomberg Television today uh, shows him saying quite adamantly, we must elect. Hillary Clinton, and we can understand that for many Democrats, whatever you may feel or think about Hillary Clinton and how she got the nomination, you know, an ardent Democrat is going to do everything they can to not have Donald Trump occupy that seat in the White House. You know, the issue here, though, is that in so many ways, this has been one of the true phenomenons of the 2016 cycle, which is that in some cases, Bernie supporters are actually more aligned with some, and I emphasize the statement, some of the principles backed by Donald Trump. You know, whether it's anti-free trade deals, it's this economic insecurity, it's bringing um, wage, lifting wages among the white working class, you're addressing sort of inequality. These are themes that actually Donald Trump talks a lot about as well, and people have always Donald Trump has been quite overt about saying, I am targeting Bernie voters in those Rust Belt swing states that are going to make the difference. The Ohio's, the Pennsylvania's, even the Michigan's, you know, going through those states, they're actually have, they have crossover effects. So what Hillary Clinton's people really are focused on is how do we get them on our side 
first of all, from a pure optics optics perspective this week, but also from getting the enthusiasm and the momentum behind her. It is something she has struggled with throughout the campaign. She just hasn't had the enthusiasm that he has had, and that's what they're really focused on. They don't believe they necessarily need all those voters, given the demographic advantage they have, but they certainly want to build a groundswell of enthusiasm coming out of the convention. And look, look at the polls this morning that we've had. And Donald Trump is up five points in one of the polls that came out this morning. So they know there is really everything to play for this week. Terry McAuliffe, who is the governor of Virginia, former Democratic National Committee chair, said that well, there's no evidence that anything was done that affected the actual nominating process. I'm going back to those emails and the DNC. But he also said that people should be fired over this email leak. Will that distract from what goes on at the convention? I think that this is going to be a little bit of a Melania Trump type moment in the sense of we came into the you know, Cleveland Convention, expecting it to be newsy. We didn't expect this one to be as newsy, but the news cycle is moving so fast. So what they're really hoping is now that Debbie Wasserman Schultz has formally given up her role, they have almost a sacrificial lamb to offer up over this scandal, and people can move on, they can draw a line, and they'll try to reset tonight. They've got Elizabeth Warren, you know, the great speaker, Michelle, as we've discussed, but they Will it overhang the rest of the convention? People are certainly going to try and make it. You know, the Republicans are going to try and make it overhang. Some of Bernie's supporters are going to continue to agitate about this. But I think they will be able to reset more because in this crazy 2016 cycle, the news cycle just moves so fast. What does Hillary Clinton have to do this week? What, what, is, she, what, what is her goal? What, what, what would be a win for Hillary Clinton? Last week, Donald Trump's challenge was appearing presidential and convincing the American public that he actually could hold the job of commander-in-chief. That was his task. That is less of her struggle. More, Many people believe that she can be presidential. That's not her issue. Her issue is likability and true humanity. The issue with her always is she just is not connecting with some of those voters she needs to connect with. They still don't know who she is, even after all this time in the public life. What she really needs to do is inspire people. She's got over the highest hurdle of whether or not people think she, she's, she can do that office. For her, it's an issue of winning back voters' trust, making them believe that she is a person of integrity and honor and can move this country forward in the right direction. That's going to be her challenge. It's been her challenge all along. Get her favorability up. Get more people behind her and really draw a, the sharpest of sharp contrasts with Donald Trump over issues like the plan for the economy, their plan for national security, present an optimistic vision for America's future, not a pessimistic one. Thank you very much, uh, Megan Murphy, uh, Bloomberg's uh, Washington bureau chief, giving us details about the Democratic National Convention, which begins today in Philadelphia. Featured speakers include Elizabeth Warren, Michelle Obama, and Bernie Sanders. I'm Pim Fox, along with Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg Radio.